You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rounders Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got another band like your ace today. I am joined by my friend, my partner in crime, and my co-host. Uh, hello, everybody. Jeremy jumped on the mic. He must have got some cutty this weekend because he sounds very fucking excited. He happy. You are such joy. A <laughs> you are All such that a... filth landering on the on the interwebs must be paying off. You are such a... All of that. <laughs> All of that filth in that Twitter circle must be doing a Jeremy good. <laughs> oh, my damn <laughs> well, what's up, everybody? It's Candace, not some newlywed PC. My AKA for today is, uh, hey, Mita, this Candace, this this Michael wife. Yeah, this 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 Mike wife, brilliant dummy on Twitter. This his wife. Um, first of all, don't ever come to me as no woman, please. Let let if my nigga got enough balls to cheat, you let him cheat. Cause once I find out, it's gonna be hell to pay. So you don't even have to come to me as no woman. That's all I'm saying. Keep it to yourself. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> Cause once Hurricane Candace t- touched down, the eye of the storm is never gonna let up off you two motherfuckers. So have fun while you can. But I want to like this whole. <laughs> I want to make a special special announcement. Um, last week we had a guest on the show, Adrian, ADT Esquire 83 on Twitter. We got a ton of amazing feedback about her chemistry on the show, her funny, her comedic timing. Um, and with that said, she is no longer a guest. I want to introduce you guys to the newest third member of Ratchet Ramblings, Adrian, everybody. Um, it's been some years that we have maintained being a duo, um, but Adrian is a phenomenal fit. I think Curtis would be extremely proud of that decision. And hey, girl, come on in this door. Welcome home. Um, you can leave your shoes on because we get on in here. Hey, uh, thank y'all so much for making me a guest. Uh I'm Adrian, as Candace has already said. I'm Adrian ADT Esquire 83 on Twitter, aka that girl today. Yeah. We are we are back. Um welcome. welcome. We're glad to have you here. I want to say this to Jeremy. The Falcons break your heart like the Browns do Cleveland people hearts. It just, baby. You oh, got girl, the fun- Oh, girl, after 28 to 3, I don't know them niggas. Oh, okay. Okay. Chicago Bears have entered the chat. <laughs> 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 um, so before, before we get into everything, the queen died. And I just want y'all to know that a lot of y'all are not nearly as smart as y'all think y'all are. Because if you think a sitting monarch had no hand in colonialism and white supremacy and racism and bigotry and murder and and you know all of this type of shit you are smoking a bag of dicks 
you are eating dog food. That lady was fucking evil. She comes from a evil family who amassed all of their wealth from the blood of your fucking ancestors. And still currently today. So that's why I took great joy in seeing the Irish river dance in fuck in front of Buckingham Palace. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I, know what it is about black people and they won't they want to be in proximity to whiteness. Some things are not worth celebrating. Some things are not worth trying to memorialize. Now, I'll be honest. Don't lose your job. You don't have to make comments on Twitter. But that was not one death that shook me to my core. I'd be right. more I'd be more sad if a butterfly died right now. Yeah, like I'm like you, you are not about to make me feel bad about people cracking jokes about a quite literal monarch. That is comparatively that is small potatoes compared to the amount of hell that that family and white supremacy in that white family, in monarchy itself, has done to, like Candace said, millions of people, but more specifically black people. So, yeah, not sorry about that at all. And also, who the fuck died and made y'all queen? <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's why they was mad. They wanted to be the queen. <laughs> like, who the fuck died and told you people can't crack jokes? Listen, y'all have a bad habit of wanting to negate the awful shit that people did in the living once they are dead and I, let's be honest it's we're getting away from that you will be remembered for who you actually were so be a better person alive so you don't have to get uh, jokes cracked on you when you're dead seems simple enough to me um also that rapper lady it, it rhymes with garage. Nichols Minaj. Yeah. Listen. Shout out to KMGZ for Nichols. <laughs> I, I want to understand what it means to be a 40 plus year old superstar, mega millionaire who cries every time people mention the fact that the female rap game is very diverse right now. There is something for everybody, including her music. And I'm very, very much so honest about the fact that she has a very robust, hateful fucking fan base who will support anything that she does. And that is their right. And that is their lane. There is a lane for the hot girls. There is a lane for the city girls. There is a lane for the sweeties. What's the one girl? Uh, uh, Rhapsody. There's a lane for Rhapsody. There's a, a lane for the... It's just, there's a lane for all of the females and women rappers coming up right now. They, it's space. Rap and they're supporting each other, too. Yeah. yeah. Rap I love seeing that. I love it. Rap historically has been male-dominated. There has never... It's still male-dominated now. It's still male dominated now. What's the issue? Why are you always having a meltdown? And I, let me tell you, I'm not a huge Lotto fan. I'm not. I don't know. Something about her. Just don't do it for me. That's okay. She has a fan base too. 
but she did an interview saying that rap is more diverse now versus some years ago when you know it was predominantly Nikki, and now there are a lot more women in the game and there are a lot more lanes for people to have right so she didn't say nothing wrong she didn't say she didn't shit on her music she didn't disrespect her she showed mad love she stated a fact and if you are a type of person who gets offended at facts you gotta you gotta check that and figure out why like you really got to figure out why and I'll be honest, I don't even if there were some of the now women in the game when Nikki came up to the top, I don't think they would have messed with her getting to the top. In that moment, what was for for Nikki became Nikki's. Nobody could have taken that from her. That was meant for her in, at that moment. But why are you always having a meltdown when people tell the truth? You were able to dominate hip hop for a good long time because there was not a lot of other women around. And so you didn't have to at least not mainstream women. Yeah, you didn't have to work harder. You didn't have to scratch and claw. You didn't have to like it was it was I'm not gonna say easy. I don't think there's ever an easy road to the top in hip hop. But you she's having to work a lot harder now. Like she can't solely rely on her fan and stan base anymore. The content got to be there. And Nikki had a run recently when she was doing a lot of music with Little Baby. And it was giving us glimpses of old Nikki. She was having to work harder. She The music was having to sound good. Right? It, so I'm just trying to understand why would she be crying about? Well, it's because she has a God complex. And if you're not bowing down to the feet of Nikki, then you are enemy. And, and yep. she's been that way for quite some time, to be honest. Yeah. So. Yeah. I also want to say there's a lot of social currency and outrage. Um, One half of that city girl made a comment about going to New York, she, having a show in New York. She was, they was going to go to Jersey and set shit off or blow shit up or something like that. She, somebody said, this ain't it. And she like, I didn't even know it was 9-11. And let's be honest, since the pandemic hit, do you know how many of my days have run together? Do you know how many times I've been shocked it was Friday? Like, damn, it was just Monday. Sometimes we got to give it a break. I think a lot of people are constantly looking for a viral moment, even if it means dunking yep. on somebody else. Yeah. Engagement is a disease. It is. It's grayscale. <laughs> Good analogy. <laughs> you. Yep. Oh, please. You, I've said worse. I'm about so to say worse. So, Jorah dislike this, folks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say worse for show. Um, mm -hmm. We are about to get into our shows. We're about to kick it off with Married to Medicine. Two, a few things stood out to me in this episode is one that you cannot spell um, the A in Anila stands for anal. And now that I know that she is a very freaky girl, I just cannot forget it. And I am truly intrigued. Truly. 
I would like this, to see this, it, honestly. This has been the most fascinating thing about her since she's been on the goddamn show. Absolutely. Yeah. Furthermore, um, the rules that you that your husband tried to set up, there was a reason because your parents are fucking disgusting, bro. They don't Them have any folks, boundaries. As my friend Jeremy said, it bears repeating that your husband had to make a rule that says wash your your parents need to wash their hands before they touch the food. Like that is nasty. Your parents are nasty, Anila. Like Dr. Like, Aiden had to do that because you Karen. Dr. Karen, thank yeah. You. Oh, thank you. I thought it was like, but, Dr. Yeah. Aiden is Mariah's husband, Mar- ain't he? Yeah, dad, yeah. 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 I I'm like confused. Dr. Aiden though. Because yeah, he didn't put over morale shit. <laughs> but it's like, y'all, you, like, I'm sorry, but your parents are too old to not clean up the kitchen after they cook. I right? thought that was something that people get worse about doing when they get older. Like, you know, when you're younger, you will leave a few dishes in the sink. But by the time your parents become grandparents, they can't stand to see no dishes in the fucking sink cannot stand it so the fact that your parents do not be washing their hands they leave the house nasty i see why your husband really don't want them there mm-hmm. because nobody is is purchasing million dollar homes for them to look like pig styes. i just he need to just hire another nanny hire another nanny please something. do something um Toya, I know Miss Gomez in Texas chuckling. I know she is because I know she like, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to get away from that shit. Glad to be retired. Can I just say this? Like he just want peace in his damn house and neither parents always bring a hell because it's because the last season it was somewhere the damn parents not respecting the boundaries of their house. Yep. It's a constant issue. Like, damn, that man just want peace. He just want his wife and his kids and his house, and he just want peace. And here go your damn parents. Peace and some of the Hindu hiney, and that's all he want. That's all he want. And you know what? I can't blame him. Want some of that Tika Makucha. That's what uh, You want. know what? All right. That, that's enough. <laughs> that's fucking enough. Let's move on. <laughs> you are fucking <laughs> I wanted to talk about Toya and Dr. Eugene because I do believe that they have reached a point in their marriage that a lot of people reach in their marriages when they start to get to that, get beyond that 10 year mark, but before that 20 year mark and there starts to become a disconnect. And for the first time at me ever saying this about Toya, I don't think she's wrong. I think that Dr. Eugene has not acknowledged the heavy burden that Toya picked up when he was an ER doctor and an ER chief during a pandemic. I don't think he has acknowledged the worry and the fright that came with that. Like, I don't think he truly gets it. And in all of that, she's had to put her life on hold. Because you never know if, I, I imagine she never knew if Dr. Eugene was going to make it back home healthy. Yeah. Mm. See, here's my thing. 
on the one hand, I agree. On the other hand, and maybe this is just how they edit the show, and like we don't get to see like I guess the softer side of Toya. I hear that, and I don't disagree. At the same time, at least from what we've seen of Toya the past couple of seasons since Eugene has been doing that, she's kind of came off. And again, this could just be the editing. It she's kind of came off as like, what's the word I'm looking for? Ungrateful, I guess. Like she appreciates that he works hard to provide for the family, but also in that she's like, damn. That all you do is work because remember that one I think it was a couple of seasons ago or maybe it was last season where they was talking about the impact of COVID and how it has everybody stressed and remember because remember her and Contessa getting into it and her uh, Toya being like stop talking about fucking COVID and it's like girl well we can't not talk about it it's a goddamn pandemic and we all doctors like <laughs> so like part of me feels like neither of them have really try to understand the other perspective and it shows and why they're having such a disconnect and so much disagreement in their marriage and it's trickling down and also affecting the kids as well. Yeah. I So I think Toya is one of those brave face women. Mm. She would rather come off as mean mm-hmm. than to come across as weak. Oh yeah. Abrasive. Yeah. Like she she would rather come across as I got this, I can handle this yeah. versus this shit is wearing me down. And I think now this season we are finally seeing how COVID and being married to a doctor who was in the thick of COVID has worn her down. I think she's mm-hmm. worn down. I think she's tired. Um, I think based on how she describes his hours, like Okay, you work in 12 hour shifts, you sleeping for two out ten hours. Then what? I mean, that's a hard schedule to get adjusted to, but also with the ages of her children, she could, I mean, she could pick up something to kind of help. Cause I feel like if there was enough income to support the lifestyle that they have, then doctor, then uh <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. Yeah, Eugene, thank you. Eugene could kind of pull it back a little bit and then be able to be at home, but you can't want this extravagant lifestyle with one income and then kind of be upset that he works all the time. Absolutely. Well, I don't think, I don't think they have I was I don't think they have one income just the dominant income because I do think Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I mean well, cuz she's no, bringing no, in yeah. Bravo checks. Yeah, she's bringing yeah. in Bravo checks, but it's probably not nearly what yeah. Dr. Eugene is bringing in. Right, right, right. And brought in at the height of COVID. Right, I, exactly. I honestly have I would love for them to discuss who made the decision when it comes to their home dynamic. Because I feel like if he really wanted Toya to work, that would be a huge point of contention in all of these seasons by now. Like if he wanted her to get up off her ass and go get a job, not saying she sit on her ass every day. I'm not saying that being a full-time stay at home wife and mom is a thankless job, but I'm, I'm just starting to wonder, is this more her decision, more his decision than hers? Is he willing to work all these hours because he doesn't want her to work and would prefer her to be home and doing more with the kids? Like, I'm starting to have questions because I know in the past we've made it seem like Toya didn't want to work. Toya didn't want to do this. But if Eugene wanted Toya to work, they would be bumping heads about this all the time. 
I feel like this was addressed in one of the earlier seasons. Um, and it was kind of like based on the age, I, the age of their children. I think they made a decision together that she would no longer be. I think she was a pharmaceutical rep, if I'm not mistaken. And they made that this decision then based on like the kids ages and stuff. Right. Mm. So I guess as a, as a couple, I mean, it's, there's only really two, two options. If she doesn't want him working all the time, you scale back on your lifestyle or bring in another, another source of income. Right. Or or a big, a bigger source of income. Yeah. A bigger source of income. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I I I definitely think that's fair. Cause I give, cause well, I mean, we give Toya a hard time, but and you know she do deserve it. But at the same time, we also fail. Like she, it is mostly her taking on the responsibility, the domestic responsibility, because you know Eugene works so much. But he also has to do that because of his, you know, him having the most dominant income to afford their lifestyle. So you know now they're seeing kind of the the. Um, the ramifications of adhering to that. Yeah. I also want to say that, again, not a jab at Toya. I'm sure a lot of spouses of physicians felt this way at the height of COVID, um, especially those who were more in the ER, you know, things like that. Um, You did not have the only husband or spouse that was working all of those hours. Yeah. Like we we yeah. saw because that's why her and Contessa got into it when she um talked about it. Yeah. Did they have any support groups? Something. Figure mm. like figure it out, Pooh. Yeah. I feel like that could be like it for honestly not only them, but a lot of these people is like you need so, so a support group and healthy open communication to yeah. Get, yeah. to get solutions. <laughs> Like COVID would Dr. Eugene ass so bad he don't even want to do emergency medicine no more. Right. Because yeah. he was seeing an emergency every day. He had a talk with Dr. Damon. First of all, Dr. Damon is such a gentle soul. Yeah. He is such a gentle, kind soul. And really? I I am absolutely a fan of Dr. Damon. Um He's such a kind soul, then you see his wife. <laughs> but that's what she needs. She needs. She needs that. I can see why. I can see why. Oh, yeah, together. I can see I why can those see opposites it. attract. Yeah. Like if there was ever the, if you ever wanted a case study of opposites attracted, is Dr. Damon and Evelyn. And Dr. Damon is highly respected in the medical community. I think that bears repeating because we really don't talk about that enough. I mean, everybody see doctors and I'm sure even within the medical field, there's a hierarchy there. You know, there's there's the the movers and the shakers and, and there's, you know, doctors and, you know, all that kind of shit. Yeah. But Dr. Damon appears to be a really big mover and shaker in the in the medical community, especially in Atlanta. Like mm-hmm. he is well respected. And I, I I love to see it, honestly. I really do. I'm such a fan of Dr. Damon. And he really do. He manages to say what he needs to say to Heavenly without having to meet her where she is. 
I'm a fan of that. I really am. So that that was that. And I don't know. I don't like this Audra lady. I <laughs> I want to like her, but she's kind of obnoxious. And she, I feel like she's hell bent on going toe to toe with Toya because Toya is like one of the few wives in that circle who doesn't, well, who appears to not have um, a lot going for her business wise. Because I, I know Toya just started that. She's doing the wine club thing and everything like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, quad works. Um. Anila actually has, you know, valid and and known businesses. And so I feel like she's taking low-hanging fruit. That's what it feels like to me. In addition to that, I just feel like she's trying too hard. Yeah. All that movie stars and this and this. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. That's what it's giving. I can see that. Yeah, it's giving giving Sanya. It's giving Sanya Richards Ross. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I'm in the preview. She's arguing with Toya about designer labels and shit like that. Like, ma'am, ma'am. Like, girl, if I wanted to see such a head ass argument like that, I could just log on Twitter. Too far? Okay, cool. <laughs> no, no you're never right. too far. You did right. right. You did right. Um, that's kind of all I. Oh, we. I am. Let me say this. We have suffered huge loss here at the network. Okay, we we are not new to loss. We're not new to grief. Um, but I absolutely loathe people making excuses for Heavenly's behavior because her mom is ill and preparing to transition to the other side. I just feel like in an instance like that. Instead of creating more chaos, lean on people, be transparent with people, talk to people, allow people to be there for you. I don't want to be there for somebody that's a fucking bitch. And not it's only that, raging he- bitch. I don't want to be there for you. Not only that, he- heaven- heavenly has been hell even before this. So I mm. let's talk mm. about it. Mm. Yep. Yeah, we literally had a damn episode named Heavenly or Hell because of her ass. Like it ain't yes. it ain't like it ain't like this, you know, unfortunate, you know, unfortunate event happened and then it was like, oh, a flip a uh, 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 switch was flipped and Heavenly became hell. No, Heavenly already been hell before this. And you can tell that's the case because if this was abnormal or outside of her normal behavior, people would already be giving her the pass. Hello? You wouldn't have to tell people, oh, you should maybe give her grace because this is happening. You would already get the pass if this wasn't your normal behavior. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yep. So please, please play on somebody else's face, not mine. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking um, of playing faces. <laughs> okay. Segway Jones. Black Ink Chicago. Ashley, you and this motherfucking Shirley Chisholm ass wig <laughs> on your motherfucking head, bitch. What? 
girl, sis, miss, mamas, <laughs> ma'am, honey, baby, hey, stink. What the Has fuck? actually ever had a good wig on this show? It ain't never been that fucking bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Baby, sis, what was that? Mm-mm. Same old fucking Ashley. Why did you get on our TV and do that? Because she's the same old fucking Ashley. Now, wig aside, we've seen a lot of growth in Ashley when it comes to matters of Don's uh, baby mama because mm-hmm. that lady is being fucking ridiculous. That bitch is being a bozo. Okay? He being a bozo, but Don a bozo too. Yeah, let me tell you, when you share children with somebody and y'all are not together, you have to have long, hard conversations about what it means if if one of those people, if one parent relocates. That's a big conversation. Because you lose, relocation means at times you're going to lose a lot of support. One of two things happen when you relocate. You gain more support or you lose support. When Mike and I moved to Denver, we lost support Mm -hmm. because we moved away from everyone that we knew. I moved from my hometown where all my family is at. Mike moved from where his family was at. We lost support, okay? When we decided we were ready to be closer to family, we moved here to North Carolina and we gained support. Those are conversations you have to have. And if you continue to go forward by relocating and losing support, you have to understand that you are going to have to be more hands-on. I don't disagree with Don when he said when she decided to relocate and he didn't want to stop her because if she felt that was the best decision she could make for herself and their child, he wanted her to have that for herself. But you cannot expect no man to up and fly back and forth to, to Dallas from Chicago every time you need a break. You've got to figure that out. You're absolutely right. But Don, knowing the, the past relationship that he has with this, with the mother of his child, of his daughter, when she was saying, hey, I want to I want to move. I'm not saying he should have stopped her, but you go to court because then all of this stuff would have been worked out. How communication with the child, how the child gets back and forth. All of that would have all of that would have been all of that would have been worked out. The I'm only thing that only thing that would have came with it is a child support order. There we go. We there. Here you go. I knew you was coming around that corner. It was it was the the lawyer in you. I was gonna right. say the reason he did not want to do that shit is because he is good about financially doing for that child to the point that he's not on child support. And you know how niggas act like they spleen finna fall out their chest. Yes, I said they spleen in their chest. They spleen finna fall out through their chest if they got to get on a court order child support. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of times, if you're honest and if you have common sense, it which is not always common if you're not fucking dumb, a lot of times court order child support is in the best interest for the mother and the father because it comes with a lot of things. Like like Adrian just said, a judge would have had they would have had to work out visitation. 
they would have had to work out custody. They would have had to work out communication. And if she was not answering the phone when he was called, if she was sending him the voicemail and he had to report that back to a family judge, that would have been the issue for her. It yep. comes with protections for the father as well. Can I give she a little bit of free legal just, advice? Yeah. Go ahead, friend. <clears throat> Don't hold me. Don't. This is free. Free advice. Check your local uh, jurisdictions to make sure it's valid. I'm going to put that preclaimer out there. But if you have a baby outside of wedlock, Go get your go get your child support order, get your paternity test and get all of that stuff out of the way. And if you have an order and you decide you want to do more for your child over that order, do that. But have that order in place to protect you and to protect that mother. Yeah. There ends the legal corner with me. Absolutely. Because I don't know if y'all know this, but violating uh family court orders pertaining to child support custody communication uh even decisions like schools and this that and the third any parent either parent violating that is a it's a problem you can't do that when all these when this stuff is in place she can't just say well i'm mad at him so i'm not going to pick up the phone legally the court says when you call on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 6.30 p.m., she needs to pick up the phone or she needs to have that child with somebody who can speak so that he can speak to you. Mm-hmm. You can't just run around doing what the fuck you want to do. So again, like Adrian said, it protects you, it protects the child, it protects the other parent. Especially when y'all don't have enough fucking common sense to look outside y'all own issues and work for the greater good of the child. And they realize the problem. Well, they have done none of this shit that Adrian was talking about. Yep. They don't um, have fucking conversation. Absolutely. Sessie is a drama queen, and they should have left her ass at Second City Inc. Exactly. I'm sorry. Don't you bring me your fucking sob story. Don't you come over here talking about no fucking... Um, you know, I just need a place to feel supported and protected and blah, blah, blah. And then you up and, and leave and don't say a fucking word. One thing about tattoo artists is they are given a lot of leeway to be unpro- unprofessional. My God, this ain't the first time we've seen somebody on one of these black inks uh, pack up they shit and leave like a thief in the night. Yeah, I was about, and especially on these shows. I was about to say, especially on these shows. <laughs> That shit is unprofessional. If you are that sad about your parents moving back to Mexico, move your ass to Mexico and open a tattoo shop then. But you came in here begging for a space at NIMAG only to to leave and not say anything. Asking motherfuckers to take a chance on you and this what you do. Get your lousy ass on up out of here, dingbat. Speaking of dingbats, where we going? (laughs) Last week, we said that uh, Ford and his baby mama, I don't even know her name. Um, This is why they just need to focus on co-parenting. Y'all do not need to run in the same social settings and social circles. Y'all do not need to be partying together. 
Y'all do not need to be trying to act like y'all homeboy and homegirl, knowing that y'all still fucking when the camera's not rolling, because this is what we get. Fucking and fussing. Fucking and fussing. This is what we get. This is what we got. This is what y'all gave. It did not give what it was supposed to have gave because all it's given is petty. Before, you are a bitch-ass nigga to be in that girl's face bucking like that. That was some bitch shit. True. You've got a baby with that woman. It ain't never no excuse for you to be in that woman's face doing all of that. Especially when y'all both could have walked away. Because this was at a point where y'all both were walking in opposite directions to leave. So I don't know if production told y'all they needed more for the scene or what, but y'all both had an opportunity to walk away. Yeah, absolutely. First things first, apparently she was invited, but she came late. And I know how social media feels about late people and always trying to give them a pass. But my thing is, if you're going to be so chronically late to my shit that I'll notice that you are super late, don't come to my shit. Stay home. Don't don't come. Do not come. Yeah, it's been plenty of shit. Well, just my own self personally, well. I knew I was going to be late and I just, you know, communicate with that person like, hey, sorry, I'm not going to make it because, you know, I would just be super late. And there's no no harm, no foul. Absolutely. But that's also late, then you bring it in random. Then you bring somebody that wasn't invited. First of all, next door neighbor don't mean friends. That that don't mean friends. If if four and that nigga is not that cool that he extended one of a few male invites, you had no business walking him through that door without checking in with four. Common courtesy. <clears throat> I'm still annoyed that she's acting like four was doing something wrong. This was literally a lingerie party to support his album release, even though it should be released right into the nearest trash can. <laughs> okay. Now, honestly, this is probably why he didn't invite her. Cause I still think that he didn't invite her. I still her. don't think he invited her. I still feel like she showed up and he was like, fuck it. She just got there late. I don't think she had a true invitation, but there, every single woman that was there had on lingerie. It was the purpose of the party. It literally was the purpose of the party. He didn't violate her boundaries. So her, well, when it's your boundaries, you just expect me to step aside. No, I expect you not to come to my shit uninvited late and with a nigga I didn't invite. That's all I expected. Yeah. They just two gaggles of goofies. Yeah. Then she talk, but but then talk about well now this is where you become a super bitch for tie a cape on yourself. You are you a big old super bitch. Why are you trying to put her out? That's your that's your kid's mom. You got to know that that baby going everywhere she fucking going because you're trying to put out albums nobody even want to fucking hear. So when do you have time to be a president accounted for a parent? <laughs> It always comes back to nigga stop rapping because <laughs> nobody wants to feel that shit. Right. 
If I but, was her, I don't know if I would have been there to begin with. Because niggas always going to nigga and they switch up fast. Always gonna nigga. <laughs> and at a lingerie party, the whole purpose is to have a flirtatious, sexually charged atmosphere and environment. That is literally what you're going to get from a lingerie party. Nobody is coming to a lingerie party to talk about soccer. <laughs> right. You go to a lingerie party, you're going to pull up on a bitch like, yo, you look shit. You looking good. Yeah, it might be some balls yeah. talked about, but it ain't going to be soccer. Yeah, it's going to be some ball talk, but it's not going to be sports. So I I don't know, like you said, Adrian, I don't understand. Can I be honest? If ever since like it feels like Forbes and his baby mama's relationship has been, I don't want to say fake, but definitely curated. Like it feels yeah. like it feels like their entire relationship has been, I would say like 30% real. And 70%, the producers is telling them to just be the fuck stupid for, like, it's entertainment. It's a storyline because don't nobody want to hear for music. Also that. Also that. We cannot forget that. We like, that is that. his that's his best going storyline thus far. Music nobody want to listen to. Period. Um, speaking of shit that nobody want to listen to. What was we going to Bell Collective or Housewives of Atlanta? Uh, let's do Bell Collective. Okay. Aikisha, you're a coward. You called them ladies ugly. You know you did. And you don't want to stand up in it. And I don't like that. If you're going to fuck around. Fuck around expeditiously. And then tried to throw Tambra under the bus. Oh, I, uh, she, I don't know why Tambra would tell you that because you said it. <laughs> right. Well, no, she she didn't say it in those words. Is what it was. She didn't say it in those words. So she didn't say that they were ugly. But if you read between the lines, that's what she, she said. Was, and that's what was reported. Exactly. And I feel like it all but proved that. Um, Tisha wasn't lying when Tambra said be be careful with Aikisha because she's shady. Yeah, because if was... you make a comment like, "Oh shit, it ain't but two pretty bitches in Jackson, and I'm one of them," what you saying? Right, exactly. It's like, yeah, you're not flat out saying it, but we not we also not five. Like we can read in between lines. We don't. Like, fuck you like here at Ratchet Ramblings, we are master curators and understanders of shade because we yeah, it's throw the purpose of the show. <laughs> so fucking much of it, we can we can shade you blatantly, or we can go in between the lines. So I just feel like you not standing up in it and basically being like. It was a shady joke. I wasn't literally calling nobody ugly. I was just saying I'm one of the baddest bitches I've seen here. And even that's not true. But still, if you don't <laughs> believe you a superstar, who will? Yeah. Like, my, that was my whole thing. Like, girl, if you don't say, like, stand up in it. Like, that was my whole thing. Just stand up in it. Like, yeah, you didn't literally say it, but we know what the fuck you meant. And if you meant it, 
do it. Like, what are you can't be a villain and a victim at the same time. You can't no, do it. No, you can't. You can't. I would have respected her more if she would just been like, Yeah, I said it as a you know shady joke and what. But, but I would have respected that. But Amber was moving kind of funny in that situation too. Amber is you know Fair. because it wasn't it, funnier than her face is the way she's moving. Oh, I thought you was going with wigs. Okay, sorry. No, no, I hate her face. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I don't I don't like Tamra's face. I don't like Tamra's nose. I don't like Tamra wearing them fucking wide brim fedoras up as high as she fucking wears them because she don't get them sized properly for wearing over top hey, of yo, her wigs. Yo, she be I don't like very much about Tamra down to her fucking voice. And I'm glad this season is exposing how much of a bone collector and carrier she truly is. She the charade of the collector. Yeah, she's the charade of it. She carries a lot of bones, which is ironic considering I definitely believe that Demond nigga fucked uh, Tisha's friend. Mm -hmm. There's some history there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tamra be, Tamra be wearing them, uh, the Neo fedoras. Oh my God. And y'all know I can't stand that motherfucker boy. <laughs> y'all know how I feel about Neo. <laughs> Tamara be so sick of Lennon. That's what the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say that I want to talk about this so Gucci and JJ stuff. So maybe I come from a, a place of privilege. And, you know, knock on wood, God forbid, I never have to be put in a situation where um, Mike and I are not together and we're dating other people, marrying other people and got to figure out that dynamic. But I've always felt it was fucking weird to marry somebody that your kids truly cannot stand. Because kids are great judges of character. And this is how you know we losing recipes because that's something my great-grandma used to say. Kids is good judges of character. A kid will let you know somebody ain't about shit before the adults figure it out. They, they pick the up on energy. They know the vibes is off. Yeah, they know when the vibes is off. So y'all have been married all of these years and these kids, his kids can't stand so Gucci. So Gucci kid can't stand him. And now the kids can't stand each other because of it and y'all never thought to try to work through this to try to bring in some help try to get some counseling to get everybody on the same page y'all okay. have enabled this situation to go the way that it is going okay yeah they dropped the ball okay yeah yeah we here okay I'm, I'm i'm so glad we're here because the whole time and this may be a bit callous of me and i can stand up in that because i'm a real big but the entire time of this i'm just sitting here like so nobody thought in this situation that maybe we needed professional help to work through this. This is giving, exploiting a very real problem mm -hmm. for a storyline. That's what it was giving me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this. And yeah. I, I imagine this has gone on for years because they've been married. How long do we know? Uh, I want to say like 20, I think. They've been married for a while now. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's like they, eighteen something. They ain't no newbies in the game, so they huh. have allowed this dynamic to go on for over a decade. Right, they've over, been married definitely. for twelve years. Oh, 12? They're, okay. You, they're the problem. Yeah, they're the problem. 
there will this never is- be a time where I will bring a man around my children and my kids for whatever reason cannot stand him and yeah. he will continue to be in my life. I'm just so sorry. Yeah. This is yeah, that's what this is giving me. This this was giving me exploiting those kids' pain because of the family dynamic being messed up for storyline. That's what it was giving me. Because if mama gotta have a life too, but it could be after these kids get older and start going to college and shit like that. You're right. But just for 12 years, y'all have subjected these kids to such a toxic environment and toxic atmosphere. That's on y'all. It's not on them. That's on y'all. Because I would have, like you said, like you said, Jeremy, I would have gotten some counseling. I would have brought somebody in. We would have nipped this shit in the bud. We wouldn't be here. Yeah. So I ain't, I ain't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this exploiting them kids for a storyline. I don't like it. Another thing I don't like is Glenn. (laughs) A nigga named Glenn. And I'm so sad because Tisha's not going to leave Glenn. No, she not. And I feel like if Tisha wanted to divorce Glenn and leave Glenn, it would be done by now. Oh yeah, this yeah, it wouldn't even be a storyline. As I said last week, they're living in limbo, and that means that she wants to be with him, but she doesn't want to feel like uh, she took him back too soon. Yeah, even though she will eventually take him back. Yeah, that's that's what I believe. And it's a damn shame. It is. Is a foolish shame uh, for a nigga named Glenn. Now, what got me was the previews for next week. Okay, Latrice. It's, oh. It ain't but one glass marble rolling around in that fucking head, nick knocking. Because if you don't want to have babies. Let me say this. I feel like this is something that uh, I've seen from a lot of married women, right? Like for whatever reason, they feel like they don't have to use contraceptives and birth control if they don't want to get pregnant because they're married. But that is literally not how any of that works. Women who do not want to have babies need to be on proper contraceptives. So to see you in the preview next week, talking about you haven't had a period in three months, first of all, Ma'am, you are an adult. You are not a teenager. You are an adult. As an adult woman, how do you miss your period for three months being sexually active with your husband, not on birth control, not using condoms or anything, and you have not taken a pregnancy test? Bitch, are you okay? No, she not. No. Nope. And then to tell that man, well, I'm either thinking abortion or adoption. Ma'am, you better go take that. You better head on over to the chop shop. But don't you dare sit up here and talk about giving no baby up for adoption when you and Cliff have the means to raise a child. Yeah. yeah. She she said adoption with her chest. Do you do people not really understand a lot how, why children are given up for adoption most times? 99% of the time. Y'all have the means. You and Cliff flaunt y'all wealth every chance y'all get on this fucking show. If you don't want to have a baby and if you are indeed pregnant, 
your ass better sneak and get an abortion and get on some fucking birth control because being worth six high six figures or more and talking about putting a baby up for adoption is fucking sick you would rob that child of a good life because you didn't want to get on birth control or you didn't want to use condoms with your husband I also think it would just be it would be foul for not only that, but also just like how that will play out. It's like you were like you said, Candace, you as a grown ass woman who don't want to have kids, but seem like you might have them just to please your husband. But then it's like, oh, well, I just give it up for a like what? Like if because a- we know the trajectory of what happens to black children when they go into the adoption and foster care system. They very rarely have healthy, great lives that lead to them becoming extremely productive young adults. Let's be honest. And let's just go to the beginning of this. She's married. If she's pregnant, she can't give up that baby for adoption without him signing off anyway. So that's oh, a, yeah. no, that's so a, come on, come on, come on, come on, on. council. Right. Come on. So chop shop. So chop shop is the only is the only option if she's pregnant and based on her instagram that says mogul wife future mama ah, dang. Mm. well she's pregnant now so it, we must go get a babe we must go get a, a pregnancy reveal this season yeah if if she if she's saying that stuff in real time now then yeah i am almost 40 years old i had my first child at 32 going on 33 if I know how to not get pregnant in nearly 32 years, you're not going to tell me that this woman who has far more access and means than me didn't know how to not get pregnant either. Girl, stop yeah. playing with us. Now. Which also, now that you mentioned that, which also begs the question, did you really not want to have kids then? I don't think she, I, I think that was a storyline. You think that? Okay. Okay. Come on. You, you, you hear me knocking, friends. Let me in because not a cast man, girl, you know good at God that well. You are a grown to the ass woman. You, you know how not to. We know what kid. happened when, yeah. when the motherfucker decide they're going to paint the walls. <laughs> exactly. It's going to open up a business, a baby it's, business. Right. Baby, baby booming, if you will. Uh, so I feel like this whole contention of her not wanting to have kids, quote unquote, and him wanting, I feel like that was fake. I feel like they actually did want to have kids because girl, yeah, ma'am. But I, I do feel like the reasons that she discussed with her mom about not wanting to have kids, I do think those were genuine feelings that she had, she's worked through. Yeah, but, that's yeah. yeah I that's, think that's it's, fair. yeah. Yeah, that's right. See, yeah. and that's the, that's the thing with these shows, like it'll be a, a dab of truth over a whole bunch of uh, 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 fluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fluff. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Are we, are we not going to talk about the fashion show? <laughs> oh, no. Let me tell you something about uh, fashion. Um, no, I'm talking about the one on uh on Bell Collective. Yeah, on Bell Collective. I mean I mean not much happened. Security yeah. <laughs> came security came while they was talking. 
Um, I just feel like Demond is a liar. That's like that's my biggest thing. I feel like anytime, and I wish I feel like Tamra too old, and I understand this. The worst thing a woman could ever say and say publicly is my man would never, because your man will, and your man did, and your man gonna do it again. So, like that, and was there fashions? I would say fashions is being generous. I mean, it was a little yang yang, little city trends. I mean, it was a little yang yang for like homecoming or something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. A little old time classic. Giving giving a little city trends vibe. It's yeah. a city trends. It's a city trends around the corner for me. I see it every day when I'm headed to work, and I'd be so tempted to go in there and see what kind of baby fat they got. But I'm like nearly 40s, so that's adult weight. That's that's not baby <laughs> fat no more. That's adult weight. So I, I just keep my ass on up out of there. I imagine that's for the, the college kids down here. But mm-hmm, fashions, fiction. I don't know if there were any fashions. I feel like Jeremy made a valid point before we get up out of here. These women argue every episode. And while I love that for us, y'all are very fucking old to always be into it. Not not, not only that, it's arguing over brunch. That's the, like, (laughs) y'all always have malice over mimosas and it'd be the most hilarious. Malice over mimosas. (laughs) Send me that as a show title. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, that'd be the, that'd be my thing on Bell Collective. Like every every either every episode, every other goddamn episode, it'd be a damn uh, like how you always knucking and bucking over chicken and waffles. <laughs> like what are we doing here? Like every every goddamn episode, it'd be a scam power man brunch, and don't <laughs> nothing be empowered but the mess. Like how, what did y'all doing? Like y'all finna y'all finna catch a fade over the crab cakes. Wrestling over waffles. Yeah, shit. God damn, it's getting gritty over the grits. His crabby over the crab ball. (laughs) Y'all doing too fucking much, boy. Um, speaking of doing too much, okay, okay, okay. I see it, Sheree. I get it. I get it. I understand. I do. Tyrone is a looker. Tyrone is not the Tyrone. Tyrone is not one of the motherfuckers we see on Love After Lockup. That's a different type of jail nigga. That's an attractive jail nigga. That's that's, that's not a Deontay. (laughs) I get it. I see the vision. But even still... This nigga, like, shout out to Apollo hating ass letting us know that Tyrone would not have violated his probation or parole by going to brunch on camera. Yeah, if anybody would know, it was Apollo. Because hey, he had to he had to scam his way back onto the show after doing fraud with Phaedra. <laughs> okay. Fraud with Phaedra. Fraudra. P-H- R-A-U-D-A. Like fraud, <laughs> fraud with Phaedra. 
because oh, you left that man to die, bitch. And I'm gonna be honest. This one of the few situations where the nigga go down over the woman. Typically in these situations, the woman be taking the L for their man. But not Phaedra. Well, I mean, Apollo did He was going to blow you the fuck up. Shout out to Lexi. <laughs> Shout out to Lexi. I mean, hell, Apollo didn't have... Speaking of which, I'm glad we're here because I, I feel like a lot of the girls want to be Phaedra fans but know how terrible Phaedra is so they kind of like make excuses for Phaedra because I seen a conversation a couple of a week ago about them two and like motherfuckers was like like giving I think it as a matter of fact I think Brooke started the uh no Blair started the conversation shout out to Blair Blair um, we love and motherfuckers you. was giving yeah. Phaedra motherfuckers was giving giving Phaedra a pass for the shit that went down with her and Apollo and it's like and I feel like maybe this is a thing where just people that aren't in shit, I don't even want to say Atlanta, Georgia, just don't know. Like, Phaedra is no victim when the shit that heard Apollo was doing. It wasn't like she that she was being strung along by that man. Them motherfuckers was scamming, scamming together here in this state, okay? You don't have to be from Georgia to know that. Like, yeah. the, like she the, knew what he was doing. Like, the, like hell, not only do she do what he was doing, hell, her doing it too. Like, that damn... Um, um, like but the, I get the, it. Protect your character and fitness, girl. I get it. Like the car insurance fraud they was having, like Apollo got caught up for that shit. But guess who was writing the damn checks? The fraudulent the checks. Hell, that was Phaedra. <laughs> Not only that, that one lady who magically became a Trump supporter after getting out of jail that was running, that was part of that uh, car ring. Remember Angel that Stanton. was... Yes. Remember, she said that Phaedra was the mastermind and all of that. Ain't that the yeah. same lady? Yeah. Angela's scant. Yeah. Oh, well, it makes sense why Phaedra don't win cases then. If she was the mastermind and this all went down. Mm-hmm. She was yeah, she said church. Phaedra was the mastermind in a car theft ring. Yeah. And when the shit all went down, Phaedra allowed her to uh, take the fall for it. Yeah. yeah she was the one right an the attorney in case. Mm. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know how that should go, and that would Drake say. You know how that should go. I would be embarrassed. Yeah, well, that's because you have self awareness, friend. Phaedra don't have that. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> My mother don't. She think I'm not recording. She just having conversations and shit. Is any dirty diapers out there? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I ain't, I don't hold it against her. She just doing her her duty. She uh, she, she being just, a grandmother for sure. I ain't gonna I don't hold it against her. <laughs> but um, yes, it, it. I don't know. I don't. I feel like they went and dug up all these former uh ladies at the show exes, and that's kind of useless to me. Like, what purpose did Apollo serve? What purpose did Peter serve? And Messy then Peter was Peter. drunk and sweaty with his zipper down. Like, come on, ew. <laughs> Messy ass Peter. Messy as hell. Um, shout out to Aaron Ross for you know making an attempt to be a positive role model for Marlo's nephews. But newsflash, Sonya and Aaron, she don't give a fuck about them kids. 
She used them kids for a fucking storyline. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Um, un- unfortunate. Yeah, very unfortunate. She do not care. Yeah. Not only do she not care, she do not care that you care that she do not care. Um... I'm gonna be honest. I'm not buying no hair care products from Kenya Moore because she wear she wear wigs and lie about it. <laughs> like if she was a realer bitch, I would buy them because it's like fuck it. You, I yes, I do wear protective hairstyles. Yes, I do wear wigs, but I also use these products to take care of my my real hair up underneath it and keep it healthy, healthy and protective hairstyles. But she still be lying about wearing wigs and hair pieces and shit. So, no, I'm not buying none of that shit, girl. But I'm glad it's in CVS. Good for you, Stink. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody gonna buy it. It ain't gonna be me. It ain't gonna be me, but somebody will. And so that's where I'm at with that. Um, This fashion show. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now. Over the course of the week, after the fashion show, it has been blowing up that Sheree basically has bought a ton of fast fashion, put that logo on it that looks like the Jeffree Star logo, and is selling it for $200-$300 and shit like that. And people have been finding the exact outfits on Sheen and other fast fashion websites for like eight bucks. This not bitch was charging $300 for a hoodie. Yeah, and then not only that, I think somebody who worked with her basically came out of the cell like, like, fade, not fade, um, well, I mean, it is some fade ass shit, but basically, um, Sheree, like, used her for her labor and didn't pay her or some shit yep. like that. Yeah, which is part of course for Sheree. She do not be paid. <laughs> like, now, let me, let me get this off my chest because if you you know, I looked into it and stuff with like makeup and they do it with clothes and everything. There's a such thing as private label manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of people who may necessarily um, not really have the the fashion and design skills will seek out private label manufacturers and purchase clothing in bulk, get the clothing and then add their label to it. And it, it's a contractual agreement. The, the manufacturer knows that they're going to be doing it. And it's agreed upon. It's fine. They do the same thing with makeup. If you think some of these makeup brands out here are, are really in the lab and putting this shit together from scratch, no. They go through private label manufacturing, pick the colors, put slap their own you know title on them and their own logo mm-hmm. and pick their packaging. And then they sell it to us. A lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of these uh, Instagram boutiques and shit do. Yeah. But Sheree, you are too well known to have been going through a manufacturer that was selling you the same clothes that they've already sold the biggest fast fashion companies. There is no way you should have been dealing with a manufacturer who was selling selling you shit that they've already sold to Shein and Pretty Little Thing and Boohoo and fashion over like that was sloppy and i was fucking lazy and i and that's what the fuck you get because you should have worked a little harder because what did we say last week that shit wasn't stuck in alaska it was stuck in china 
<laughs> that was sloppy on your part, Sheree. Because the first thing you should have asked that manufacturer is, what other big brands are you working with? Because I don't want to come across the issue where they could go right on their site and find the shit that I'm selling on mine. Especially if you're trying to mark it up for a thousand percent. Right. Like, I'm going to be Sheree honest. Sheree Sheehan don't care. Let's, let's just be honest. Sheree by Sheehan don't care. Yeah, Sheen by Sheree. <laughs> like what? Because what I got from it was the that might fashion be a show title too. <laughs> Many gems today. Right. What I got was the um the fashions that were in the fashion show. That's the person that she didn't pay. So that yeah. person wouldn't allow her to use those designs to get them mass produced. Yeah, you could actually, if you were to watch the episode and actually go to her website. The stuff that you saw on the runway that is not on her site, that's probably, like you said, Adrian, that's probably the, the pieces that she didn't pay for. Because mm -hmm. I did. I looked like, so like all of the cute little like lace pants and crop tops, all that shit is from Shein. It's all from Shein. And the original stuff, like who gonna check me, boo? Let's be honest, Sheree. It's been 14 years, beloved. It's Let's been 86 Yes. Let's get a who let's get rid of who gonna check me. It's done. You've been checked a million times over now. And not only that, Tyrone checked the shit out you when he left you outside holding that Afghan drinking tea. <laughs> and not only that, like there was definitely a time, um, literally when it happened where you could have capitalized on that if you really wanted to do it, but you waited for 86 goddamn moons now you're doing it like yes that was a phrase at the time but who, who, who when the last time you heard somebody say that shit Shrey? and her site not even up that was right here's Which, the message from her site dear fam dear fam fans <laughs> i'm sorry not fam that's that i put some nigga shit on it dear fans <laughs> heart <laughs> Pardon our progress. It was a full house. Thank you for the overwhelming response. Though we could not accommodate all visitors, we are excited to refresh and relaunch very soon. No, all existing orders are currently being fulfilled. Please stay Sorry, tuned bitch. to Asheray Whitfield for upcoming info. Like not even being funny, bitch, but like, how are you going to relaunch some shit that ain't launched? <laughs> part in the progress where well, it was the progress like, like, that's about, like he was did. charging $182 for joggers let me tell you something cheap. let me clear my throat <clears throat> you are selling fast fashion workout clothes and trying to charge prices more expensive then the the staples, the OGs like Nike, Adidas. Like, bitch, what? You How you down. charging $70 for a Sheen sports bra? You can, you can go down. And, let, <laughs> and go let me kick some shit to y'all. I am a Nike product tester. Like an official Nike product tester. When they roll out new products for women and plus size women, I test the products. 
right? I know that's right. <laughs> Bitch, you is not finna sit up here and tell me you was you, you barely got your shit on time. You don't know if, if that bra is worth $70 or not. You have not worked out in it. Other women have not worked out in it. Like Wait. Nike literally do their product testing to determine price points, to determine if they need to go back in the lab and tweak this, tweak that or the other. You've never done that with any of this. So I am so confused at your pricing points. Oh, That's really? some scammer shit. I think she's sabotaging herself. So yeah, shout what? out to our good baby love here at the network, Gary, who said that he believes Sheree bought all that cheap shit, marked it up super expensive so people won't actually buy it and he don't, she don't have to ship shit. She yep. probably just did it because she was tired of motherfuckers asking about it. Yeah, I was yep. about to say, this feels like this, what all this gave to me, well, it gave two things. One, people finally, so people will finally leave her alone about the shit. And two, it felt like, it, this felt like a call from the writers of Andes, like, girl, you need some kind of storyline. Well, what's been, what has Sheree had a storyline about for eight or six moons now? She brought Sheree. So you was like, fuck it. This, all this feels like very last minute. Fuck it. Just do something. That's what it feels like, this entire thing. That's exactly what it feels like. Um, it's very much haphazard, last minute as. We need something to do. Sheree needs something to do. That's this entire thing. Yep. I am certainly looking forward to part one of the reunion tonight. Um, I hope they drag Marlo for filth. Mm. I hope they get Sheree to fuck up out of here too. And not, not for she by Sheree, but because she has so many awful things to say about Candy and Kenya. And they showed up for her in every way possible. I don't get that. All for the sake of trying to be chummy chummy with Marlo, who Lakeisha Jenkins. Girl, fuck you. Now, speaking of girl, fuck you. You know, very little surprises me when it comes to reality TV. Very little surprises me. I'll be honest. But when Kendra got on national ass TV and told the world she'd be helping Jock pay his child support and and, and spousal support or sending money to his ex-wife, I knew right then and there that this bum, this bozo, this boogaloo ass fool of a bra. Deserves... <laughs> she deserves every bad thing that happens to her because Mike talking about she sound like a nice lady. She sound like a fucking fool. If she wanted to help us pay for these kids, she nice to me too. But yeah, was, as a I'm so say, confused. Like what brother. kind of what kind of law she practice? Criminal, criminal defense. She, everybody, she, def, everybody, she defend go to jail because ain't no fucking way, boy. <laughs> ain't no fucking way as a lawyer you sitting up here helping a motherfucker pay child support before y'all was even married. Jaseel. She was helping pay child support before they was married. Yep. And I will also like to take this time 
to circle back to last week's show where I said it seemed like she was rushing that wedding. Because I feel like she rushed that wedding so that she could be married before the news got out to the public about this baby. Yep. So she could do what she did when she said this Jocelyn wife. This Jock wife. <laughs> and the way she sat there, you sat there with them girls and cried. He she lied. was screaming. He, he lied to my daddy, my mama. Oh, like, girl, you did all that. Jock was on that motherfucking FaceTime like, man, just call the bitch meet up now. Because, bitch, you playing. You, she was screaming like gut-wrenching screams. Like, you do not deserve to have female friends and support. Mm -mm. Because a real bitch would have said, y'all, I know about all of this. I know about Mita. I knew about the baby because Jock and I had broken up for a period of time. And Why? this happened when we were broken up. Like, there was literally no reason to sit up here and lie about any of this other than you're fucking embarrassed. And if you really you're embarrassed, a... why is you marrying this motherfucker? Do you really think that was a break, baby? No. Okay. No. Absolutely yeah. not. No. And you know how I know it wasn't? Because the bitch started lying talking about because Ken was doing her thing. Doing her too. No, mm -hmm. you wasn't. You wasn't doing nothing. You was not doing your thing. You absolutely was not. One. You wasn't. First of all, you're not gonna you're not gonna convince me that somebody that willingly dates uh, young Jock was doing their own thing. That's what you're not gonna tell me. You're not gonna convince me you were doing your own thing when you were paying that man's child support before y'all were legally married. That too. Like you set up, you you started including him, him in your his child support in your financial budget. Meanwhile, this motherfucker has a whole last radio station radio show. That is going pretty strong in Atlanta, ain't it, Jeremy? Yes. Yes. Like, people love that fucking show. Yes, they love it. I don't know why they love it, but they love it. So, again, Jock married you because you a trick. A pretty one. With a fat ass. You know but how you to pitch a, him, you I'll a, say, you I'll a say trick. That. You a simp. For sure. And I would like to marry you, bitch. Divorce him. I was about to say him. Me and Mike, we you out of here, bro. If she was <laughs> my child support, bro, you gone. I'm still coming home, though. You know that. I see you. <laughs> this this Kendra, this Jockway. Um, shout out to Mita. Cause you're a liar too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you being a liar too. And what I what I learned is this is a train full of fucking liars and fools. Because you told them folks that you was fucking him up until like 2019-2020. You get on the phone with Kendra scary bat face crying ass talk about we ain't fucked since 2017. You're a liar, bitch. You're a liar. And I believe you was still screwing him in 2019. You just scary. And like I'm going to go out on the limb and say they might still be messing around. And that's why so she too. lied. I think so, too. I feel like he texted me to real quick, like, Kendra finna call you. 
He for sure did. And I'm going to go a step further. If you haven't screwed somebody since 2017, why in 2022 would you be randomly going around telling people you was still fucking with them? Like, that's five years ago. You've been holding on to this for five years? You sound the fuck dumb. Especially I do believe they are actively still fucking around. Yeah, I was gonna say five y'all ain't fucked since five years, especially when Doc don't have enough dick to hold that long. So like what like where are we going from here, Miss Mamas? A chick. That's where we're going. A chick. Kendra, Kendra gonna do what she gotta do on this show to get her child support money back. <laughs> Get it back in blood, homie. Yeah, she gonna get it. She hit. She probably de- depositing Jock uh, Love and Hip Hop checking her account now. She probably told that nigga, "You told me when the new season start up, I could get my money back." The bitch was screaming and crying. That shit like snotting and sniffling. That's then that bitch gonna t- go home to Jock talking about. I I had to act more surprised than I was, Jocelyn. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Well, if hopefully that performance. Yeah. Hopefully that performance get her some more clients. Cause if I see her, be like, I'm hiring her because she could lie to a jury with a straight face. If a motherfucker have an outside baby, or if a motherfucker have a break baby while we broke up, that shit not embarrassing to me. You should be embarrassed. Yeah, they hugging and kissing her. Talk about don't cry, Kendra. You about to make me cry. Don't do this. Whole time she fucking knew. I can't wait to see their reaction to that because those are two of the people that you might not want to play with. Erica and Bambi and you played in their faces like that? Because they both got cheating ass niggas. You would have been in good company. You're right. Bambi was literally a side chick turned wife. She came in a picture with Erica and won't scrappy no more. Right. Yep. Safari been cheating all over Erica Mena. All right. Honestly, Safari Safari is a Haitian for cheat. Yeah, it is. You can't spell cheating without Safari Samuels. Correct. And that and that annoying ass accent if he is. Straight. <laughs> Y'all are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, he get on my nerves. Okay. Speaking of getting on nerves, Segway motherfucking Jones. <sighs> Love and Marriage Huntsville is fucking back. They're calling this season five. Five? Yeah, they're calling this season five. Well, let me tell you something. Okay. Right. We could just hop right into it. What is it that you want from Melanie other than to control her because you won't leave this woman alone long enough for her to even fully heal. Cause every time she's healing, you lose your fucking mind and start harassing her Martel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the show and off the show. Like you have got, and not only that, let me say this. If you have seen what has gone on in, on social media. Um, if you are on Facebook and you want the name of a really, 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 really good um, 
Love and Marriage Huntsville group to join where they post all the mess, all the tea, and so on and so forth. Let me know. But not only has Martell disrespected Mel, you have consistently allowed uh, Coleslaw, a.k.a. Arion, to disrespect her. <laughs> then whenever you mad at her, you sit up and you allow Martell, Marceau, Tisha, Tisha Mama, and whoever else is associated with them to disrespect her. Melody should be a no conversation for anybody outside of you having a private conversation if she pissed you off. Nobody should feel comfortable disrespecting her because you've done it enough. And if you were truly remorseful and you truly were sorry for how you treated her and how you how this played out, you would at least pr- protect her and shield her from other motherfuckers. You literally got into it with Marceau because over Miss Wanda, but you should have been punched him in his fucking face over Mel. Mm-hmm. You should have been got your girl cousins to beat Tisha the fuck up. True. They have been comfortable for too long coming at that lady. And uh, and again, it bears repeating. She don't want to be friends with them because y'all knew this man was cheating on her and did not say nothing. Who yeah. the fuck would want to be friends with somebody like that? Yeah, I, I didn't know that until Candace told me. Yeah. Mel, Mel said it. She said that Marceau, and we saw it in the reunion when they had, when she was in Atlanta hanging out with them. And mm-hmm. Tisha knew because she asked Marceau about it. And y'all was sitting up here talking about sis this, like family that. That's not family. You think Jeremy finna kick it with, uh, with Mike if he bring another bitch around here? Absolutely not. My friend finna be like, hey, I don't know what's going on. But when me and Mike went so-and-so, some chick pulled up and they looked way too fucking comfortable. And then it's finna get popping. Can I ask to be excluded from these scenarios? No, because you don't. I gotta make up a nigga? Like, Do you want me to make up a nigga? I just asked it. No, I'm just asking. You know no. No, can I? What I got to make? I'm always getting whacked upside my head in these scenarios. <laughs> Why can't whop somebody else upside that shit? Nah, it don't oh, work like that. Hey, I do turn- all the I do all the whopping. Hey, hey, Mike turned into Nene. Now why am I in? <laughs> nah, yeah, now why am I in this? But no, dead ass. So like Mel has honestly, now I I take that back. Mel has <laughs> been kind of catty, and she alluded to the fact that you know Martell didn't start cheating until they started being friends with Mar So and Tisha. And that's a goddamn lie. Because as we found out last season about Melanica, Martell was cheating on her before they wedding. Yeah. So I I honestly do need Mel to walk some of that back and be honest. Yeah. She had a lot of misplaced anger towards Marceau and Tisha over uh Martell's uh infidelities. Yeah, multiple infidelities. Yeah. Well, multiple times, I should say. Yeah. So let's 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 cut it right there. Now I want to get to the good shit because what Mel and Martell had going, I don't think it's discussion worthy. 
Yeah, not like I, you, not, you know. not any more than to say that I think Martell did that to be performative after she didn't bring the kids to that book signing. That's, that's all that was. Yeah. That's, that's all. That's all. all. Agreed. That was it. Agreed. Um, let's go to this couple's retreat. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Dr. Francis Van Zandt. Let's go. <laughs> Francis Van Zandt. Dr. Francis. <laughs> I hope Dr. Francis get booked for some other reality TV shows because that boy good. He is. And one thing about it, this why remember when we like everybody was like, why y'all don't like Tiffany and Lewis? This why you see why they are incessant fucking know-it-alls who over to try to run mental gymnastic circles around people to cover up their bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's my problem with Lewis and Tiffany. And while we are avid anti-Marso and Tisha persons on this fucking network, let us be honest and say that the reason that Tiffany and Lewis tried to pick out Marceau and Tisha to make their marital issues the topic of conversation is because they are in a worse place than Tisha and Marceau and didn't want they shit exposed. And that's saying a lot, to be honest. A whole lot. Like when, like when Marceau and Tisha is right there, but yet you got more shit going on with them, that's saying something. Because and they got a lot of stuff, they got a lot of stuff going on and they haven't even been married that long. That, ooh, that's where I was headed to. I'm glad we hear Adrian. They are the couple that has been married the least amount of time and have the biggest issues, both individually and as a couple. Yeah. Let's be honest. Lewis, a big, fat, lurch-looking nigga. (laughs) I don't know why I felt the need to say that, but I did. And it really don't have nothing to do with going forward. Also, oh, yes, it do. He tries to overcompensate for his insecurities by acting like nothing bothers him. Well, that's life. Life happened. You know, shit happens. What can you do? That's the attitude he take to overcompensate for his insecurities. And Tiffany over here, I would be fucked up too if I was given up for adoption only to be adopted by some crackheads. Yeah. Mm. I imagine what that's done to her, but she don't like, she don't want to be married to Lewis. She wants the financial stability that comes with Lewis. Yeah. And we've said that we have said that if, ever since she had that conversation with Mel and opened up to her about that, her former lover, we said like, she do not want Lewis. She is not attracted. She is attracted to the stability that comes with Lewis. Everything else about Lewis. She doesn't, she is not attracted to. And Lewis knows that Tiffany is not there for the long run. So he does his level best to avoid any confrontation that might lead to her walking out. Mm -hmm. Like seriously. Yep. And, and now, because I I think Lewis knows that we know that I, I feel like he knows that everybody knows that Tiffany is not attracted to him for real. For real. Because I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. Even because we'll get to a certain nigga that's getting on my goddamn nerves about sex and intimacy in a in a few seconds. Um, but 
ain't no way in hell. If you really attracted to your mate, even, you know, we adults and we have work and, you know, trying to maintain a, a household together, all that type of shit. Ain't no way in hell you just, like, not, like, on your partner at any goddamn time. Like, Tiffany is adverse to to, to Lurch. Now you got me calling that man Lurch. <laughs> <laughs> like, but we know she don't want to fuck that man because she don't like that man. She don't want that man. And he knows that. So he... He is he now that that's come to a head, there's even more tension that it's already been because it's like, damn, so you really don't it's like damn, you don't even wanna you don't even wanna you don't even wanna give me some head, nothing? Damn. Well, and not even that. You want this man to have a baby with you, but you can't even reschedule a fucking 30 minute phone conference. Can we be honest? Like, okay, let me ask Adrian as well, because I'm sure. You know, in her profession, she spends a lot of time on phone conferences and in meetings. Anytime a meeting is 30 minutes or less, it was not that fucking important. I'm going to like I'm going to be super fucking honest. Like as an engineer, when I have big meetings, when they're like super important, like they typically go minimum 45 minutes or well over an hour. Short meetings are very rarely super important to the point they can't be rescheduled or I can't get the Cliff Notes version of it at a later date. So her acting like she absolutely couldn't change the date of this this meeting, I call shenanigans. I call shenanigans, but also I do think Dr. Francis was doing a little too much. I do. Like, because my thing was, I, th- I absolutely believe she could have like avoided that meeting or at the very least like put her phone on silent or whatever because she knew that she was going to be at this retreat and mm-hmm. knew it was a big thing. So I absolutely feel like she could have done things to like not have the phone call interrupt the, you know, the retreat. But what France, what Dr. Francis lost me was trying to take that small moment and do like a psychoanalysis of like, this is what's wrong with y'all marriage when it's like, they Tiffany and Lewis provide enough, like that, you know, enough on their own for this not to be the like, oh, well, see, this is you know what's wrong. Like, I, I did think he was doing a bit tad much in that instance. I did, so, but I think I think it was right though. I think it was right, and I don't think it would have happened if Tiffany would have owned her shit instead of owning her shit. And holding herself accountable and recognizing that it was in very poor taste to go take a work meeting in the middle of a couple's retreat, um, he would have let it go. But then she started trying to run gymnastics around him verbally and mentally. And he showed her that he not the one, the two or the three. And knocked her right back into her place. Because again, Tiffany and Lewis are know-it-alls. And they've had they've made a reputation in that friend circle for always having a, an opinion, always having a criticism, always trying to give somebody some advice. But when they're held accountable, when somebody is giving them constructive and professional advice, they can't they can't accept it. They can't receive it all of a sudden. And then they lying. And Dr. Francis called him out. Y'all are playing a game. And the mm-hmm. game was let's try to act like everything perfect. And then once once it's figured out that it's not perfect, let's feign ignorance. Which all? What are you talking about, Doctor Francis? We never said that. We never said it was all perfect. We never said this. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. What? Is it, huh? What? Who said that? I I didn't say that. 
I never said that. Like, nah, Dr. Francis had to go in for the kill to, and honestly, I do think that was one of those, um, I don't want to use that one word that I hate to start with an A and end with an A, but it was definitely one of those, you going to respect my gangster while you here. You, you can't play with me like that. Fair don't enough. take my kindness for weakness. I may be a kind man. I may not be yelling and screaming, but I am that nigga for sure. I enjoyed that. I want to see Dr. Francis some more. He need a show. I hope this is maybe a backdoor spinoff for him. Because I think he would do good filling in that Iyanla lane, honestly. Yeah, I don't never want that bitch back on my TV screen again. She has made everybody life worse. All right, pop my butt. Pop, pop my butt. Oh, my God. Speaking of popping butt, uh, more recent. Uh, <laughs> I have a theory. <laughs> it came to me yesterday yep. as I was watching. Go ahead. Maurice overcompensates as the head of his household because of the age difference between him and Kimmy. Mm. I mm. feel like he tries too hard to be in that leader role. You follow my lead. Instead of working with Kimmy, who is a very established, uh, you know, independent woman who has found her own success in many lanes instead of working with her so that they could get to get to the greater good. He wants to, he wants too hard to lead her mm. to prove he can do it. Mm. You don't have to y'all can, y'all can walk together. And oh. she told him like, you were used to, he like noticed how it got easier when I started holding you tight. She like, yeah, nigga, my circulation got cut off. So I to, to add on to your theory, Candace, because you, you know I I don't think you're wrong. Do you think he's trying to do that because he wants to be like his brother in that aspect? No, I don't think he wants to be to the level of Marceau, but I do think he wants people to know, like even with this age gap, I run this over here. Because mm. I don't think I Kimmy not. She not built like that to be Tisha. She, she not Tisha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she not Tisha. No, she's not Tisha. And a part of me wishes that um, Maurice would back up off his brother's tit a little bit because I do think he wants to have a Marceau and Tisha marriage. And yeah, again, that, you I'm don't thinking. have no Tisha ass woman. Kimmy is a different breed from Tisha, even in life experience. She's older. She has an adult child. She's had multiple careers. Like, you're not about to get from Kimmy what Marceau gets from Tisha. And you shouldn't want that. Tisha's right. a fucking headache. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, a lot. Okay. What? I did not know this. So, apparently, according to Google, uh, um shit. What's the, Maurice? According to Google, Maurice is 42 and Kimmy is 33, according to uh Google. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's not, what I said. That's not right. Kimmy, Kimmy is well in her 40s. If yeah, Kimmy was 33 and Jalen is 23. Yeah, that's all the rule. Somebody right here. <laughs> Somebody right. No, I think it's the reverse. Because Maurice is the little brother. He's the youngest brother. It's Marceau. There's the brother in the middle that they say was screwing a male mama. And then there's Maurice. 
So Maurice is the baby brother. Because yeah, they say Marceau 42. Yeah, Marceau is 42. I think Kimmy is like 42 or 43. And then Mar- she's about 10 years older than Maurice. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's definitely However, in the previews, I got an issue with Kimmy. Because she's she's being a bone collector, and I don't think Mel deserves that from her. She's running back telling Tisha what Mel said about Melanika, who's then running it back to Marceau. Marceau is running it back to Martel and all this other shit. And I, I, I don't understand why. Because it should be well established that no matter how you slice it, Martel was very awful to Mel. In their marriage and post-divorce. Yeah. And you can't go from saying, oh, you don't want to invite Martel to stuff because you don't like how he act and he don't know how to behave to, you know, playing telephone with things Mel is telling you. I think that's corny. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's it's some really t-shirt Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, sadly... Though we gotta be honest about the fact that her loyalties rest with the Scots. Yeah. And so I do believe Mel and Mel even said this, I think, in, in an interview or on her IG live, that she really doesn't hang around them nearly as much, even Kimmy and, and Maurice, as the show would like to have us believe. She says, like, after they after they wrap filming, she typically doesn't talk to any of them anymore. Because she does know where their loyalties lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready to see this fight. I want to see who won in the battle of the ball heads. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I wish Wanda and Mel's mom would refrain from adding fuel to the fire in these situations. Because all that ever truly happens is the kids get drug into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I feel like two AARP card carrying bitches should know better. Agreed. And stay out of that. And then I would like Martel to go to jail. But that's it. If it, all, if it all is able to happen, send them to jail. Or just send them straight to hell. That too. Queen them. <laughs> Let them be down there with the queen yeah. and uh, Kevin Samuels. <laughs> shit, I just got that. Let <laughs> it shit go Queen Elizabeth real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is it. Uh, well, I have a few things. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, friend. Come on. Because I keep up with I keep up with the mess on the on the YouTube's following this. So there is a video with uh Coleslaw doing a live about. I guess there was a rumor that she had left Huntsville to go back to Dayton, Ohio, but that's not true. She's just visiting. But during that live, Baby Knox grabbed a bottle of alcohol out of her purse and had it. Mm. 
you so busy trying to be spiteful and get custody from Mel when you need to be getting it from her ass. Her right. That motherfucker don't want custody of his kids. He just want to get on male nerves. Uh-huh. Yep. He's spiteful. Um, you know, I would love I love to blame men for shit. I do. However, she is one person coleslaw Ariane that I would love to slap across her motherfucking forehead for putting me in a position to say you are as culpable as Martel is because he did not sell you any dreams you knew he was married and you threw caution to the wind and not only did you become his side chick his mistress his girlfriend his other lover his other partner you had two babies that resulted in one pregnancy to term with this man you are nobody's victim and you will never be treated as one that man didn't have to lie to you to get in your pants and you need to own that because mm-hmm. a lot of married men do they paint the picture we about to we separated you know my ain't happy you know she don't do this she don't do that you know, we don't sleep in the same bed no more. You know, we we going through a separation. She holding it up. She don't want to sign the papers. They tell all kind of lies a lot of times. He ain't tell you none of that. You knew he was married. I, I've been saying this, and I it for you. I truly believe that the reason she's so spiteful uh at, at both Mel and Martel, but more so Mel, is because she truly thought she was going to take that man from Mel. I truly believe that. She did all think- that waiting, and he went and fucked uh, She Be Stealing Designs. <laughs> Go ahead, Adrian. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think some, some of that spitefulness is because, I mean, Martel can't do what he used to do for her. No. Also that, yeah. And yeah. in her twisted yeah. mind, it's because Mel left. Yep. If she if she had her way, I truly believe she had her way. She would rather see Martel and Mel stay together so that mm-hmm. that financial help could continue mm-hmm. than to see them apart. And she just getting dick now before because before she was getting dick, she was getting her bills paid. We saw and heard it on the show when she was talking about how good he's been to her, and. Honestly, he need his head knocked between the stove and the refrigerator because he was funding that girl's lifestyle with money Mel was earning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she could, if that was, if that's what Coleslaw wanted, she could have had that. Don't eat male pussy. <laughs> that, or she could have just not been disrespectful to Mel. Yeah. Because I started rewatching this, and Mel's thing, the first season was about respectful cheating. So it seemed like the cheating happened. Mel kind of dealt with it. May have had suspicions he was doing it again. But then Coleslaw called in the house or she pick up his phone and, oh, I didn't call to talk to you. Put Martell on the phone. So she put herself in this position because I think had she played her position, I think Mel and Martell would still be together. Yep. You know what? I, you know what? And, and that's even with the baby. Yep. I honestly believe if if Martel was remorseful and he really wanted to do the work to fix his marriage, he and Mel would still be together. 
I truly yeah. believe that. I, I, I am still one of few people who believe now that Mel is still mourning the loss of that marriage because she absolutely thought they were in a really good space in their marriage. And let's be honest, there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. But she honestly felt like not only were they, you know, had this beautiful family, they was building their dreams together. They had mm-hmm. these successful businesses. They was they was making money hand over foot. And then <clears throat> even in that, to get to that level of success that they attained, and we've we see it with Kimmy and Maurice. We see it with Lewis and Tiffany. We see it with Marcel and Tisha. Something has to take a back seat. So his excuse being the intimacy stop, do, do you want to be fucking three times a day, five days a week? Or do you want to be millionaires and have this generational wealth you always talking about? Because something going to suffer. Y'all got four kids both working all these businesses what did you think was gonna happen so yeah i i believe they would still be together if he actually wanted to work things out and not continue to blame her mm-hmm. yeah i mean what else you got friend what other tea you got that was that was the that was the biggest thing there was something there was a video i did see about something about maurice and marceau's criminal past but i'm gonna have to review that and oh, yeah 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 they both got criminal records Ooh, no, wait a minute, wanda wanda and tisha got criminal records they ain't nothing but low I, mean, I, well, I mean you can look at wanda's wigs and tell that here they ain't nothing but low level boosters <laughs> Yeah, you could you could tell Wanda by the crook of her goddamn part. And not to be yeah. funny, but Martell and um, Melody probably got the cleanest backgrounds on the show. Right, which that's saying something. That Martell got to clean the record than somebody else. And he was still, didn't he still ATM machine or something? Wait, who stole the ATM machine? Mar- was Martell? I, I believe allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Let me let me Google real quick because I seen Tisha's and Wanda's mug shots. Yeah, well, Wanda always have a mush out here. Just look okay, at Okay, okay. Two for Bye, okay, everybody. Two. All right. Thank you. We'll be back next week. We love y'all. <laughs> Welcome, Adrian. We're glad to have you. Put your seatbelt on because it's the type of shit Jeremy does. Wow. Um, wow. But you know that because you've been a fan and you've been listening for quite some time. So you already know what the fuck he be on. But this is what I be talking about. What? This is the shit I be talking I about. Am. That nigga said Wanda's face is always a mug shot and didn't lie. That's what's angering me. That is true. <laughs> it's true. It's not too far. It's very valid. But no, we we love y'all. You can find me at Not So Newlywed PC. You can find Adrian at A-D-T-E-S-Q-83 on the bird. Please go follow her. Please show some love. If you watch the shows, please engage. I'm telling you, as you can see, Adrian's head is on a swivel about these shows. She watches them. She knows them. Chit chat with her about them. Um, Go follow Jeremy on (laughs) Blyke underscore Dante. Um... If you end up in this Twitter circle, you need prayer. 
Wow. Wow. Back next week. Make sure you have a good job. Bye, everybody.